in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's program we focus on two different sides of the German music scene, so stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Stendal. One Eastern German state is taking on the neo-Nazis at their own game in the fight against right-wing extremism in schools. It's distributing free rock CDs, a compilation called Respect, which is to be handed out at all schools in Saxony-Anhalt. The CD is the brainchild of Saxony-Anhalt's culture ministry, which has launched a theme week against right-wing extremism. The idea behind was borrowed from Germany's leading far-right party NPD, which has repeatedly distributed CDs with right-leaning rock music at schools. This tactic seemed to work. The NPD subsequently achieved record electoral results among young voters, 16% in elections to Saxony state parliament, for example. The government's compilation includes well-known left-leaning German acts like Die Toten Hosen, Die Fantastischen Vier, Die Ärzte and Wir sind Helden, among others. Berlin. Car buyers are to be rewarded with a tax exemption in the future for selecting environmentally friendly vehicles. Germany's finance ministry said that new vehicles that emit 100 grams of carbon dioxide per kilometer or less will no longer be subject to an annual tax. The car tax proposal is intended to replace the existing law, which charges car owners based on the size of their vehicle. If approved by Germany's state government in early December, the tax exemption would apply to vehicles admitted as of January 1, 2009. Berlin Germany is showing the first signs of being willing to negotiate with Israel over the thorny issue of extra pension payments for Holocaust survivors. German government spokesman Thomas Steg said that if Israel expressed a desire to talk about the issue, then Germany will not refuse to hold such talks. However, Israel has not yet officially approached the German government over the pension issue, he said. There have been protests in Israel over the fact that around 80,000 Holocaust survivors live in poverty in the country today. Bonn Cartoon animals have been known to increase the popularity of their living counterparts as pets. Animal rights activists in Germany are attempting to head off a run on rats in the aftermath of Pixar's latest film Ratatouille. The film was released in Germany last month and German animal advocates are urging parents to avoid the urge to get their children a real-life version of the animated vermin. The Federation of German Animal Lovers is hoping to head off a red fat that could lead to a flow of rodents out of the pet shops, into children's bedrooms and, after the novelty has passed, back into the streets of Germany. The group's fears are fueled by a red fat in France, where sales of the pets have increased by 40% since the film's release there in July. Berlin Sad news from the Berlin Zoo. Zookeeper Thomas Dörflein is no longer allowed to play with his best friend 
Knut the polar bear. The director of the Berlin Zoo has banned Dörflein from having contact with Knut because it's already too dangerous. The ban came after the zoo director saw photos in a Berlin newspaper showing Dörflein rolling around with Knut on the ground, just like in the old days. That's what I have strictly forbidden, the director said. The zoo has been trying to wean Knut of human contact since July with the intention of getting him used to being alone before Knut gets too big. In the wild, young polar bears play with their mothers until the age of three. But even a one-year-old bear can be too dangerous for humans. Hello, this is Wolf Mann and you're listening to Radio Goethe. Wolf Mann is a musician who became known in the 80s for his engaging lyrics. With his band The Deserteure, The Deserters, he sang the song Where Have All the Flowers Gone, an anti-war song originally from Pizziga. Mann sang this at a time when the Green Party was formed, when Germans protested the positioning of US nuclear missiles and demonstrated in the hundreds of thousands for peace. Later on, Wolfman sang about the Chernobyl disaster together with a children's choir. In the refrain of the song, he demanded the stop of all nuclear power plants. Politics were always important for the singer-songwriter who lives in Cologne. Our Radio Goethe reporter Nina Paula met Wolfman over breakfast on his tour stop in Nuremberg. Your name is very close connected with political activism of the 80s. Um, I remember the songs Chernobyl and Nacht im Wind. What has become of, of all that? Well, it was um, part of a whole movement, really. I mean, it was not only in Germany, it was European-wide. I mean, I would almost say uh, worldwide. In the Western world, it was this movement of people that thought we couldn't make things better and it was a really big movement in Germany it was even bigger because of the peace movement and the Green Party and, and so um, it was not um, it, it was like sort of uh, very natural to um, be engaged and to fight for things and uh, for me as a musician it was um, pretty early in my career already it was clear that I would not only sing about blue suede shoes and I would as well sing about some things that are of, of a wider context, you know, and uh, so I was um, in a couple of songs I gave my opinion to political things as well. When I first heard of you, it was um, Tell Me Where All the Flowers Are, Sag Mir Wo Die Blumen Sind, which is a, the political song. And why did you sing that in a time when the Neue Deutsche Welle was there? Because they were always happy and la la la, and um, you were very serious. Well, no, I, I didn't feel the Neue Deutsche Welle in the beginning of the 80s. I, I didn't feel that so happy. No, there was a lot of, uh, I mean, there was bands like Fehlfarben, um, bands that were very wild and they were uh, sort of with uh, lyrics that are not only sunshine and, um, well, uh, as I think uh, Where Have All the Flowers Gone is, is a song... Um, I knew that when I was a child already, and um, there are not too many songs in German language from that period that um, I'm sort of that I liked, you know. And uh, when I was a child already, I didn't like Schlager very much, and um, my mother listened a lot to Ray Charles and American R&B, and um, so. Uh, for some reason, Marlene Dietrich's version of "Where Have All the Flowers Gone" in German did, did something, and I found it, you know, inspiring because I was 
very early already starting to play guitar and writing my own songs and uh, so when I did my first album in German I thought it was uh, only fair to you know give this song a sort of respect and do a sort of very original uh, version it was of course influenced by, by Neue Deutsche Welle the style and after after your first album, how did your story go on? Uh, can you remember how it it developed from the start up to now? Well, yes, of course. I'm, uh, <clears throat> a little thing is that, that the, before I started to sing in German, I uh, had a, for a long time I was lead singer in a, an English uh, singing band called the Food Band, and we did two albums, both recorded in England, and it was very. Interesting time. We did learn a lot of things in these years, and I remember we played uh, stadium concerts with Bob Marley and Fleetwood Mac, and uh, we we learned a lot about recording in London studio scene. And uh, we had producer, one very good producer and one very bad producer. And so from then on, I decided to produce myself. And when I started to sing in German, do my solo career. It was clear that I would produce myself as well, and because I knew a little bit how it's uh, how it works, and um, I never wanted again the situation that we rehearse for two years, go into a studio, and the producer is in, within three weeks he can sort of really kill a project. And um, well, uh, so when I started with my first German album, it was as I said before. Uh, it was called Deserteure, Deserters, and uh, uh, as I said before, it was influenced by Neue Deutsche Welle quite a lot. I were with this sort of synthesizer sequences, and I was a couple of songs I was more talking than singing, really. And I found that uh, inspiring and, and uh, uh, amazing to play around with that. Uh, but I. I must say that what we what I've done with the food band before, which was more sort of R and B oriented songwriter stuff, that was the the really interesting thing now for me to try that in in German with German language, and the German language uh, was in those days it was very unusual to use for that sort of music. It was just only used for operas and schlagers, and so we we were. I, I feel a bit like pioneer together with some other people, like uh, Tonsteine Scherben or um, Lindenberg, and so we were the first ones. They even earlier than me. And then when I started, it was Edo Zanki around as well. Edo Zanki, who was very much into R&B as well, and tried that in German as well. Um, well, I remember that I, when I was singing my f my first songs in that kind of style in German, that I really had to fight with with uh, to feel natural about it. It was not so natural, and I was so used to singing English, and I heard English music since I was six, and. But now, in the meantime, through the years, it came very natural. And um, now, of course, there are hundreds of bands doing that sort of style as well. And yeah, uh, same. I'm still looking for new kicks musically, but it's it's basically always singer singer songwriter stuff. New kicks? What could it be? Well, new kicks was uh, it could be that that we. Um, just the way we arrange songs is different, like my Direct Ins Blut projects, which are basically kind of unplugged projects 
Well, there is one electric guitar because we are not so dogmatic in that, but uh, the whole attitude is like an unplugged. And uh, there, well, the songs are from all the albums before. We go through the songs and rearrange them more minimalistic. And uh, the, the the ideas as well to play them, you know, on one day and record them with cameras, with mics, and to be not too well rehearsed so there must be a little bit of risk and if there's someone you know who uh, goes a bit out of the beat or doesn't remember the ending of a song that that, that I like that because that's fun on stage <laughs> but with lyrics German lyrics I need a longer time and I, I, I feel a bit the older I get and the longer I do it that I've got more self-critical with lyrics and you know when I when I think back to my second or third album there were always some lines and I thought okay the song must be ready and I still need these two lines so yeah just sing something you know it doesn't matter and then some years later when I uh, just listened to that song so, um, I didn't find, I, I mean, it bothered me a little bit, these two lines that are not really on the spot, so I don't like to do that again, and if the if two lines are missing, the song might, you know, just lie around for, for one year, and I would not record it until I have these lines. You have already said it, you do a lot of unplugged stuff. This means you are very close to the public when you when you go on tour, if you do some unplugged concerts. Why do you search this closeness still after all these years? Well, I think that's uh, one big element of the whole thing, really, of this whole... Of course, it's interesting to be in a recording studio and fiddle around with sounds. And like on my last studio album, Zauberstraßen, uh, discovered new galaxies of sounds that is, that is the way I feel about it then and but it's still something else you go out then on tour and, and you see the f into the faces of the people and you see that you can sort of uh, inspire them obviously and um, they, they give you something back which you never get in the studio. So is this kind of inspiration for you too, the, the public? Yes, uh, yes. I mean, the, the, the public is... Uh, Uh, an inspiration like uh, like an instant inspiration you know you're on stage and uh, you might feel of doing something and you 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 notice something in the audience and you change your plans immediately and do something else you know because they ins have inspired you. you that's what that's why I do a lot on live concerts that I react as well um, and if some somebody shouts in between two songs there is a shout of someone you know and then If it's interesting, I might, you know, talk with this person between the song. And um, I, I feel, you no, know, before when I started playing live, I, I didn't want to say anything really on stage. I was just music, and that's it. And the reason was because I was not so. I didn't know what to say really. Well, you know, um, I didn't feel like talking because. Um, I thought the music says everything, and maybe I was a bit insecure as well. And uh, but with the years, um, I've I found out that it's a big fault to think before what you will say. So if if I go on stage and would you know make a, a long uh, piece of paper with what I'm going to say now between song B and C, uh, it would be stiff and. Uh, You know, maybe people would not notice so much, and I did that for two years that I really thought about what to say. Now I'm, I'm 
only spontaneous and go out, you know, and just talk about whatever is my, in my brain. And, um, and people really appreciate that and they get inspired and they sometimes say something between songs and not stupid things, really funny things, you know, and it's nice. What inspires you to, uh, or a different question, what of that, what we hear is the, the real Wolf Mann? Well, I, I think everything you hear is the, the real Wolfman. Some things are even more real <laughs> Wolfman than others, maybe. Uh, I think if you take a song, we'll talk about, uh, in the band, we call it center songs, you know, the center songs of an album, for example. And if you uh, if you have uh, one song which is very representative for the album, then we call it a center song. and. Center songs for Wolf Mann, and it's definitely, I would say, Ich warte auf dich, I wait for you, and um, When the Regen Kommt, that's, uh, there, but I'm sure there are 40 others as well. Um, so it still seems that politics and your music are still close together. Uh, do you see your music as a kind of, of a political speech? No, no, not really. I mean, it depends how wide, you know, you make the uh, definition of politics. I mean, there are some people say even if you have a trouble with your girlfriend, that's already politics. And if, if you have it that wide, of course, it's all political. But uh, I must say that uh, I've, I've done a um, couple of lyrics which have a political direction and kind of message and uh, well at least a uh, clear opinion and um, but those were always you know the minority of the songs but obviously in the public they the attention goes more on that songs than there would never be uh, so much discussion about a love song than you know if I write a song about deserters or whatever so um, for me, it's just uh, natural from time to time to, s to say an opinion, that's all. And um, there's, there's other kind of artists, they say I make a strictly line, I draw, you know, this, this line between personal things and private things. That's my world for lyrics and I don't say anything about politics. And there are other artists, I think, you know, latest with, with uh, John Lennon, he maybe was the first one to start, you know, to have, of course, you know, naturally some political words as well. From the singer-songwriter Wolf Mann to the electronic-based music scene in the German capital. Three Hats Radio from Berlin is dedicated to promote the vast variety of German electronica. A while ago we teamed up and Tim Thaler of Three Hats presents from time to time new releases from the German music scene. Here is another edition of Made in Germany. Made in Germany Hello and welcome back to another issue of Made in Germany. For his second album, Ben Mono didn't just produce some tracks and press them on CD. No, he invented a completely new style of music. This style he named Bit Hop. And even when it sounds familiar to hip hop, it is definitely something completely different. 
what BitHop is about, how it sounds like, and other interesting things about Ben Mono, we will find out in the interview I did with him on a freezing night somewhere in Berlin-Kreuzberg. You named the style on your new album uh, BitHop. What is BitHop about? I just tried to bring together whatever hip-hop is about, but without using all the cliches and just adding a bit of like modern, up-to-date sound design and sound um, textures to just bring something on which might refer to hip-hop but also to the um, hip-house guys so yeah it's it's kind of new sounding but it probably might evoke a little bit of like an old past of where hip-hop came from and what they used to do before like the beats became too static and like too repetitive was it difficult for you to find a label for that new style of music i already had a label so we all tried to you know establish a pretty new sound on compass records And I think it was a challenge for all of us to f find those people that gonna play this kind of bit-hop style that they're not really used to because normally Compost stands for more like this housey approach or a bit more jazz-influenced music. So it was a challenge for all of us, yeah. I realized that most of your tracks aren't really tracks. Most I would call them really songs. Do you see yourself more like a yeah, songwriter? I think I kind of owed this to my singers that they get a proper chorus and that I'm not gonna let them sing on top of like a pretty subtle dance track um, yeah they're meant to be songs and even if there's raps it's just like the verses and then I have still come on with like a bit uplifting choruses and stuff that are more on the like bridges and sea parts that are more on the, on the song tip I think the whole album is meant not to be played in the clubs rather to be listened to when you're in a car or you sit at home or whatever yeah so after what criteria you find the guest singers you work with? I think there's no criteria. It's just a matter of taste. And like when you keep your ears open and you just look around, there's a whole bunch of really talented people that hardly get a chance to release over here in Europe. So I'm really trying to go for the more US-oriented artists as well as like people from Nigeria and all these places. How much influence does a guest musician has on uh, the creation of one track? Well, I mostly let them like total freedom. They're not really been told what they have to do and also if they don't like a part I can easily you know I just ask them beforehand I tell them hey if you don't like a part just let me know I just take it out and if there's a certain melody you don't like we can talk about it so it's actually really like a 50-50 production at the end of the day. As a DJ you're traveling around the globe for years now traveling through all those countries and meeting all those people is that influencing you and your music style? Yeah indeed when you're traveling to countries you realize that What you considered being a big tune is not what they would consider being a big tune. So at the end, I would rather now play stuff that's a bit more in your face, a bit more straightforward, maybe a bit better in the way it works for the scene. Um, no, in a way, like it really did influence me on, on different levels. I think my DJ sets right now, they're a bit more on the point as they used to be. Yeah. There are 17 tracks on your album and uh, mostly they're in the same style. Aren't you afraid that people could be bored by the time listening to your album? I think it's just a recent thing that we expect like so many different styles on an album. All in all, it's meant to be a bit-hop album. So I think that's what people have to go through to discover the effect of bit-hop at the end of the day. And probably the new album is going to be something totally different. So everything needed to be said within one album and yeah, beside intro, interlude and outro, I think there's a to my opinion at least a variety of different styles that um, have different beats and like different vocalists so it's it's probably like the, the warm up for a new scene around the bit of material and yeah let's see what's going to happen are you playing tracks from your own album in your own DJ sets 
I hardly have enough stuff to play around my own music, so um, there's one or two tracks in each set I definitely produced myself, or mostly I play the remixes I did or like remixes other people did, but there's always this kind of link to Ben Mono and to like the bit hop um, formula. Yeah. Name us two tracks from your album um, we should play and tell us why. There's two tracks which are not really, I think they're sticking out a little bit because they're not really meant to be hip-hop tracks but have a certain own texture. One is um, Don't You Love It featuring Eddie Rule Clean, a guy from Nigeria who is also a friend of um, the whole Nigerian pop scene w which came after Fela Kuti. So he moved to Germany and um, he has this kind of reggae vibe going and I had this kind of bit-hop vibe going so bringing these two things together was almost impossible but therefore the, the final product is like definitely outstanding and different of what I've heard so far. It, I pretty much like it. It actually pretty much defines like the basic ingredients of the bit-hop style it, itself. The other track is uh, Midnight Sun which features Jason Todd who is like the He's like the omnipresent multiplayer. His vocal performance ranges from from Depeche Mode style to straight hip-hop surrounded by a track which is between glitchy drum and bass and dubby 80s wave sounds. It's like construction because it's so many sounds coming and going, but all in all, it's a very special tune where we really try to bring in a lot of different aspects. And I think it worked out really well. By the way, you can listen to all of the tracks from this album on the Three Heads Radio homepage. Take a look at http radiothreeheadsde There you can also win it. But enough said, let the music play. See you next time here on Radio Goethe. Cheers!
discover this is an ocean. Yeah. Gotta be an ocean. Move like that. Cause nobody was feeling me. Nobody. I'm about to freak this. Everybody's feeling me. Everybody thought I was swimming. Today's Radio Goethe magazine. Please find us online at radiogoethe.org. I'm Aunt Peltner.